What's up, stoners? Welcome back to another episode of That Budtender Podcast. I am your host, Bianca Blanche. I once took a voiceover course, and my teacher said that every time I slated, like every time I said my name, it sounded like I was saying a question. So now I'm actually really insecure about saying my name on this. Thank you so much, teacher Katie. No, something to work on. It's fine. Anyway, welcome to the show. So happy to be here, of course. Um, On today's episode, I'm like tag teaming it, which, you know, is like out of the wheelhouse for me. But our friend of the show, Cash, approached me and was like, my boy is in town. You are going to love him. Like, you should definitely have him come through. So Eleven who is our guest today, our friend from up north, he came over with Cash, and Cash and I both got to interview him for the show. So for the first time ever, I have a co-host, um, guest co-host, let's relax, but you know, a co-host nonetheless, uh, and it was super fun, and Eleven is amazing, definitely like my type of people, cut from the same cloth. I always felt really um, insecure in life because I've always had a lot of different interests and never like one singular passion or purpose um which I don't know I feel like our society tells you you should have and you should know that especially by the time you're 18 uh and then I look at someone like 11 who is just doing literally a bit of everything I mean the man is a rapper author producer podcast host um i'm missing stuff for sure you're gonna hear all about it and and yeah and just incorporates cannabis into into all these really cool uh paths i hope you have something to smoke i should fucking light up too it is okay literally halloween is this weekend it's like 86 degrees in la this is wild. I'm trying to be spooky. I'm trying to be cozy. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to like drink warm beverages. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be happening. But I'm not going to complain because your girl doesn't like the cold. So it is all good, my babies. I love you. I've missed you. And of course, keep getting high, my babies. This episode is brought to you by X-Tabs by Kikoko. Want to get high without smoking? Check out Kikoko's new high-dose X-Tabs, swallowable tablets dosed at 30 and 50 milligrams THC. These Indica X-Tabs are for the experienced canosaur. They're awesome for cerebral voyaging, the ultimate chill-out, obliterating pain, and deep sleep. The tabs also contain terpenes for that full-spectrum Indica expectation. Check out Kikoko.com for X-Tab delivery using code BUDTENDER15 or to find at select dispensaries throughout California. I told myself I could smoke this blunt. tracking right now just to make sure like it has the levels and it's good de- decent distance away <laughs> can i say distance you want to say distance, <laughs> distance? 
Um, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. I'm checking my levels. I'm record checking your now. levels. We're recording. Just record now. Cash, shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> you can you can join. You can chime in. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Okay, no, 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 no. Get it started, and I'm out. Like just just uh, when I feel inspired, right? <laughs> okay. Thank God. I'm so excited to have our guest here. Um, this was really impromptu. I usually don't do two people at a time, but we just decided that we were going to go ahead and do it. Eleven, you're visiting from Canada, right? You're visiting from the Great North. Yeah, I'm from Toronto and uh, here for ten days and smoking this beautiful California weed and hanging out with cool people like you. Thanks, babe. How has LA been treating you? So good. <laughs> so lit. So bad. Like, I don't know why I don't live here full time. Like, this is making, like, no sense. I go back it's Toronto, it feels cold. No, there's still a lot of love at home. But, like, yo, like, when I'm here, like, just, like, linking with cash and just, like, seeing all people. And, like, yeah, we were just talking about before we rolled on this podcast, like, I gotta like like go like see D see the homie. It's just so much momentum here. There's so much momentum in LA, and if you're on the right frequency to just create and like just take responsibility for your energy and get a good focus going, it's like oh, it's just so limitless. (laughs) I know. Seriously, that was beautiful. That's very. I think that's a really great representation of LA. The good part about it is that there is so much opportunity and create creatives like to make really dope shit like we're doing right now. Um, so thank you for taking some time out of your vacation My to sit God. with us. Yes. So basically we start every episode with this question. What was your perception of cannabis as a kid? And what was your actual first experience smoking weed? Love this question. Uh, My experience with cannabis growing up was that I thought it was that stupid smell that my dad had in the bathroom before he started to act slower. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, yo, fuck that. And then my mom, who's like cocaine champagne doll, she's like, fucking loser stoner so i was not fucking with it until like i started listening to certain rappers that are on my chest i know it's an audio program i'm wearing a shirt with tupac on it (laughs) (laughs) but like you know i started to like hang with my little friends and we were 12 and we were at the mall and someone got a dime bag and rolled it up and i was so scared that my mom was gonna see us that i made my homie hold it for me so like the first time i hit like like it was like this it was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, like, it was like, <laughs> you know, like, come on, kid, no, I'm gonna actually pass out though. Um, so, yeah, that was my first experience. And uh, I didn't really get high then, but then I, my first romanticized time that everyone says, like, the first time you, you fell in love with weed or, like, yeah. the first time you, like, fucking got high, like, because you know, the first time, same with sex, right? The first time you actually have sex, you're like, oh, that was weird, yeah. you know? And then, yeah. like, overall, like, that first time you maybe make love or something is like, fuck, that's, oh, that. <laughs> so it's like, that weed story was with me and Winnie. And we were not smoking weed at all. We were maybe 19 and 20, and it was in Vancouver, and we were doing a play that we got like $5 for. It was an outdoor theater play. 
and it was a re uh, reinterpretation of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Ooh. Yeah, it was so funny. And this dude came up to us at the end. And he's like, "I'm Bud the Oracle," and this was way before. This was like 2008, so it was like nothing was legal at all. Even, yeah, it was his name, and he was like, he would go outside Ottawa and like scream at politicians, like, "You need to be on cannabis." He thought he's like the early adapter, like the old school 420 like, guy. Wow. He was a passing business card. He said, "I." I buy pot, so I bought a dime bag off him when we went to the beach and got Subway because we couldn't afford to go to the fair. You know, like, yeah. it's called, like, the X or whatever. Mm. Like, so we, it was like, geez, man, that's going to be, like, a lot. We are just, like, broke kids, like, 20 or something, you know? And we ended up just, like, getting some weed going to the beach, and it was, like, fucking amazing. I was on my own little planet. Yeah. Like, it was, it was, it was almost, wow. It was, like, almost, we didn't know. It was, like, kind of connecting with Source. It was, like, creatively connecting with Source. Mm. We didn't know it yet. So how did you and Winnie meet? Winnie, I can, I want you to describe her to our audience. Winnie is wifey. Um, <coughs> we met in an improv troupe formed off Craigslist in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking jokes? We moved to LA together. She did stand up. I did. Uh, no, I did stand up then. She did runway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I have shows with like Chris oh, Delia like in the comedy gosh. store main stage when I was like twenty years old. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So I've been like coming out to LA and like That's doing these things. Bro. Comedy store iconic. Main stage. Yeah. Main fucking stage. How how was that? What was it like doing before we get into Winnie? Cause now I just I'm so curious. Stand up is such an interesting craft. It's a lot of guts, it takes a lot of bravery and like Everybody thinks they're funny, but they're fucking not. So, like, what was that like? Well, yeah, yo, that's so... There's things to unpack in that. Stand-up is, like, the hardest thing. So, I like music now because you, I get to manipulate you and impress you by the fact that it's rhyming. So, you can't, like, fuck with that. Like, this sounds good melodically over a beat. <laughs> My dog, you get it? Like, you can't fuck with that. Like, no, it's, it's saved me from getting jumped, and it's, like, you know, whatever, like... So I did have a bit of a turbulent childhood. I was just like not really scared of things and I always go for the harder thing. So stand up is the thing that scared me the most. So I started it at 16 after I dropped out. Yeah. And just like wanted that. And then I was there and then I was meeting comedians that like I watched on TV as a kid, like doing the same room as me. Cause you know, that main stage has always been like a great drop in. Like you'd get bumped. Like someone would come in and like Whitney Cummings would do her shit. And I got bumped from Whitney Cummings and she was doing her, for the roasts and stuff like that and Lisa oh. Lampanelli and those people oh, they would just shit. drop in like Joe Coy like all these like cool legendary people I was I was making little DVDs in my skits at that time and giving it to the yeah. big guy they threw that shit in that trash for sure but like so I got that and I realized that they weren't happy and then I realized that like I was doing this for the wrong reasons if I thought it was gonna make you happy it's like I was always so addictive. I wasn't addicted to comedy, the making stand-up comedy a thing, because I did impersonations. So I like talk like Christopher Walken, and, and like yeah, <laughs> and I would do all that. Right, I would have like Obama and Stewie and Gilbert Gottfried all having a conversation. Wow. And and then I would even do my little like funny comedy freestyle thing, but and they would like play music. Like I had in the comedy store them playing like Frank Sinatra instrumentals and I was like freestyling over to the crowd. Wow. So I was always doing the 11 wow. thing, but I didn't uncover it yet. It was like 7 years away from like being that in its full fruition. 
Yeah, so stand-up really, like, will kick your ass, but as soon as something is, like, done, like, I feel like I got that because I saw Jim Carrey do it, so I was like, I needed to do that because my one of my idols, like, did it and went through it, so I had to do that. And then once I fulfilled that, it's like I hit the ceiling and I didn't have any more plans. And it was like, oh, all right, what do I feel then? So then I started doing music and then kind of, yeah, well, my other idol, Eminem, did I did <laughs> with rap out in the East Coast. Just like go through it, you know, and learn. So what was that experience like? And did cannabis play a role in that? Oh, my God. Yeah. Cannabis, like the biggest crowd that I got in my life up to that point was 420 2016 it was like 5,000 people I freestyled in front of what? yeah and all high like yeah like and I, I blazed up that huge joint so like cannabis has always played a role in like not only me as like a person since I was like 22 like consistently um which is like eight years nine years yeah and I also like am diagnosed Tourette's so it helps with that so cannabis helped in many ways with my musical journey and um but also got me like opportunities like business opportunities like even recently i did i do like songs for cannabis brands and stuff oh really yeah i've produced a film for private cannabis clubs in in toronto like i always try and fuck with cannabis related brands in like whatever i'm doing so if i have a current focus that's like my creative outlet or as an entrepreneur the service i'm providing i'll most likely look to partner with cannabis brands before i looked for any other brands it's neck and neck with clothing brands because anyone can just like see the way i look and want to throw something on me and then just like whatever but it's like cannabis brands the lifestyle brand that i like align with probably the most that's amazing what is the cannabis scene like in Toronto? But wait, wait, let's go. What is the cannabis scene like in Canada? Because you grew up in BC, right? Vancouver. But then you're in Toronto now, opposite coast. What are differences, similarities? What do you think? Um, yeah, so like Vancouver was so pro pot growing up and I didn't really get it then. Like I didn't smoke weed then at, at any of that time. But like I, I did start going to like the 420 celebrations at like the um, the gallery. They would call it like downtown. And so I've always fucked with kind of like that freedom revolution element of it. Even before I actually smoked the plant. Like the culture having like this kind of like fuck you. you can't, like I'm wearing shorts right now. Also I have Bob Marley on them. It's like you can't tell me like what to do and how to live my life. Like right. that's so we align with that. Like you know you shouldn't. You shouldn't need to, like, control other people to feel okay. Like, you know, that's why I love cash. It's so about that. And, like, just, like, everyone having their individual freedom. So it's like, all right, let's, like, give this stuff a, a shot. And the evolution of cannabis being more legal, obviously, I'm lucky that that tipping point happened in Toronto. And I was, like, plugged into the scene there in Toronto with my wife being a general manager. of. Uh, it's an independent shop that would shut out in 1922. They won Ad Can, so oh, advertising yeah. across Canada, like, uh, like competing with all the, like, fucking billionaires in there, like, Tokyo. So those guys, like, they, you know, they have so much money. They authentically 
made it their own vibe. Like, you know, you walk in here, like it feels like you, like, you know, and it's like this shot, they did the same thing and there's yeah. plants and like Winnie the GM, she submitted it. Like she, she got that award. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like Winnie's the talent on the ground, like actually yeah. spreading the energy at the store. You guys know how it is. Yeah. You're the talent on the floor, the bud tenders, like you, so you make it real, you make it real, you know? So, but no, shout out them and the whole crew and everything. And that's just so lit that they won that. Uh, what's the dispensary again? 1922 uh, in Toronto, and so I got to. I took the. I took the. Um, like the sales, the course, the training. So you like to sell weed in Canada. You have to like take this 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 course yeah. yeah and it's really cool and it informs you like top to bottom about like what's like going on and like you know all the all the cautionary elements and stuff like that but Winnie's even been part of some discussions about like what are these limitations you're putting on it like they don't fully understand it in Canada they don't fully understand it here yeah. and this is like Mecca for like, cannabis like, in a lot of ways milligram things so, so it's like you telling me I can only buy four drinks but I can buy eight packs of shatter and that's your limit like your daily <laughs> yeah. THC limit so awesome. it's like you mean like this is carbonated water with this much THC but you guys are gonna do it by weight like you so don't understand how this drug works and then you understand that like oh these people aren't against cannabis they're just blind it's been kept out of their viewpoint so the conservative flooding of the market because people are finally said it's okay Canada is very polite it's like america light <laughs> it's like they're like oh my master says it's okay and then they go out and then they go oh let me try and then they're like this is the fucking shit. I don't even have to drink as much or if at all anymore. So it's easy to see just like how the oil companies kept the electric car out. The fucking alcohol companies do not, unless they're both, unless they're doubled up. So I, I remember when it became legal, they started off with flour and then they started off with edibles afterwards. How was that? in canada it was bizarre every everyone was just like scuttling around it, it was bizarre like their lottery system is bullshit like yeah. it didn't work like it's like it cost these sweet people mike and brooke the owners in 1922 a year in retail leasing rent a non-fucking refundable like yeah. they had to stay open because yeah. they didn't get the lottery yeah. they were ready that's a constant battle here and you see so many minority owned licenses yeah, especially yeah they that end up losing them yeah it's totally like we're outgrowing the old system i mean as far as even like some of the educational literature from the canadian thing they talk about those who were targeted through cannabis yeah. like you know how cannabis has played a role in like targeting minorities and like mm -hmm. That's like intense for some people to learn about like up front, but it's like, well, no, you should really know the culture of what yeah. you're selling and, and like be true to the roots of it, you know, put in place hopefully to educate. So, you know, it's trying to be, it's a good side of being like ultra polite, but it's like, it, it comes with its flaws when it slows you down. Like these, these peeps opened up in the pandemic in the middle of it like they could have been open like before right or yeah. like maybe just it was happening but like they made him like hold out like it was so crazy. crazy it was bizarre it's like fighting with your hands tied behind your back were dispensaries considered essential businesses in canada during quarantine yeah lucky for us yeah. lucky yeah. for them i curated their their shelf when their first shelf and like they still like work with those brands and we created relationships with the owners of those so when you are curating a shelf and looking at brands, what are you looking for in a cannabis brand? 
as far as the product goes, we broke it down um, to five categories that we look for in the cannabis, which is uh, smell, mm-hmm. smoke, mm-hmm. high, bud, and taste. Or <laughs> no, what's the taste? Uh, I have it written down. No, it's it's the bud, how it looks. <laughs> you know these. You you would know this. You're the ones, right? But we we judged it on a on a four. Maybe it's just four things. That's what it is. It's just smoke the bud how it looks Mm -hmm. so the smoke is the taste no 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 that's not true that's right it is okay so the (laughs) smoke can't be like the black ass shit right it can't be heavy and hurt you know but you got you got to watch that one because sometimes the terpene that clovey sharp pepperiness you can confuse that for having a harsh smoke but but no you got to know if the weed taste taste not the smoke the taste is is different so the what's the terpene flavor profile in it but the smell is the bud smell like we we were just at at one of these places here wonderland Wonderland, and they let us smell it and and then i said yo check this out it was the frosted cake and then he was like and it looked all right the buds were like not really that dense and big but like they were pretty they weren't too crystally but like he was just like nope as soon as he smelled it he was like it's not enough on the nose for me or some shit like that it's like no it's like it's exactly true if it doesn't really hit you with that gas like if you're looking for that but we did smell some watermelon sorbet that Oh fuck! Very I might I might go back and get it. Yeah. Like it's so I good. It, remember, remember, if it aligns with you with smell, most likely that high is gonna be a really good high for you. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, yeah. For- who grew it? Do we remember? No, I'm asking you, who grew the watermelon sorbet? Wonderland has their stuff. Yeah. It's so delicious smelling. Oh my God. I got this other stuff though that I'm really happy I got. You know, because I want to try, like I've tried watermelon and I love it. I've tried sorbet. I love it. I know it's good. I know it's good, but I'm also here doing research. The Eaton's Cut I ended up getting. Yeah. It's real. It's just, it it hits. It has body. I'm a big boy. I need to smoke. Yeah. It's definitely a body. It's gonna be a deep head and body like sedation like Wonderland shout out to Wonderland bro for growing their own bud Wow, you had a lot of selection of your own bud and they had candescent right next to it And we bought their bud, you know, so shout out to them nice people. I fuck with the people who work there Yeah, yeah, it was a musician and a guy that had his own clothing line Wait, your your butt tenders were? Yeah. yeah, we've been like just chatting it up. And wait, times. and you said you started following each other on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I know, I know, because th- that's the type of person or people you guys are, where you're like, you're gonna get into a shop, you're gonna really yeah, chop it up. Numbers. Yeah. He is emailing his number, Mars. Yeah. What's up, Mars? <laughs> this dude is awesome. He's a nice dude, and uh, he's Mars like, he's looking to get into recording music, and mm-hmm. literally, my buddy. George who I'm staying with is trying to build a collective of young passionate people who want to get in and make their shit come true so like that's perfect George Roar Collective Roar Collective how do you spell it what kind of roar 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 like the like yeah like Cassius did (laughs) (laughs) fucking stoners nobody spells it okay I'm assuming it's R-A-W-R O-A-R roar I thought Roar was spelled R-A-W-R. Is that a thing or not? That's the cute way to spell it on text, dude. You go, you go like, that's like this. Look, it's like this. Like that. It's like that. 
I've been doing that. I've just been going like. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's hilarious. That's okay, good to know. Shout out Roar the Glass Ro Company too, because I thought it was that at first. I was okay. like Roar the Glass Company, and he was like, Nah, Roar like my brand. So oh. shout out to George. Bro. <laughs> And shout out to Mars at Wonderland. Apparently, yeah. a, a phenomenal bud tender, right. killing it. That's what it's about, right? It he really is let about us the bud tenders. All of them, and he suggested. He yeah, he suggested very honestly, and he was very passionate about one pack over the other. Um, I went there for a certain key frat pre roll, and like he like just like really made me believe that the other one had a better hit and like he's a, he's a good educated smoker and it's like it's really nice to see that he because yeah he was very positive and very patient because i'm like dorking out over here and and it was it was very nice and he's cool um so shout out him but like some of the things i gotta say like what is so nice to see in los angeles is like passionate people working in cannabis and that's why i love that and love y'all fucking with that and like being who you are and like you guys like i didn't even know you worked at the cannabis og cafe like i fucking love that spot on la brea best yeah. chicken like oh my, oh my god. god and like dude the vibe what guys yeah. when the fucking when it was smoke like i felt so at home in my heart it was when it was smoky and then the sun would come through yeah, and you were just like we yeah. know exactly what you're saying yeah, <laughs> yeah. i'm the stained glass and like, yeah bar and then like yeah. dude you look out on the fucking patio and like people who don't smoke weed are smoking weed, weed. like yeah. old greek men who are like this yeah. is like cigar but it's like <laughs> and nah, you're gonna be slipping and sliding out of here oh they homie they definitely do yeah no, no doubt about it, bro. Like, no, there's so many people. Of course, we have to make sure they're hydrated, man. Yeah. Like, we were, we were not only waiters and butt tenders. We had, we look, we had to look out for them for yeah. their own good. Yeah. And then when alcohol was gonna be in the mix, like, yeah. we it didn't last that Did long. You it was against damn. it. Did yeah, you? We were all, all the servers, like flower servers, were against it. I would say. You should not drink. So I'm fucking kind of low key Toronto famous for fucking people up yeah. from homegirls dads who get lit with me i've like high energy so people yeah. get extra lit yeah. and they yeah. think they're invincible when they're partying right. and when they're like yeah. six vodkas in yeah. and they're like i'm with this guy who loves pot and then like people who are just down it's their birthday or they just want to try it with me for some reason yeah, yeah, yeah. and they think like hey like i love that like if i can ring a mini like i gotta smoke with snoop Dogg, like i gotta yeah, smoke with 11 yeah, i'm like yes yeah, if i'm yeah. encouraging you to want to smoke especially for a show or something do that do shit <laughs> do that Throw shit yeah. <laughs> but like yeah it was cool <laughs> It was a, yeah, yeah. It was a fucking vibe for sure. What were what were we smoking? The the what was that Keef infused joint? We just did a four twenty wonder stick. It was a premium live resin infused hand rolled top shelf OG strain premium pre roll. Yo, shout out to Wonderland coming through with their own bud, their own pre rolls at high quality. Shout out to you guys. I know yo. that fucking nailed us all, eh? Yeah. I'm happy right now. I'm high as fuck. <laughs>
I think this is the silliest episode I've ever recorded, and I'm very happy about it. The vibes are good. Yes. I do want to know more about this love of your life, Winnie, because I didn't even realize that she worked in cannabis herself. And then you guys do something super fun together. Yeah, let's let's talk about you and Winnie and all the fun shit you guys do. Okay, cool. <clears throat> we first started a YouTube channel together in like 2009 called Comedy Anatomy where we did skits. Oh, and like shit. she's like always been writing and um now she's like she's written and produced her own shorts and stuff like that, but she's an actor. That's her like main thing. Like she had, oh and it's dropping actually her movie, her Christmas movie that dropped last year. Uh, in Canada on the Super Channel is dropping in America this year on the Super Channel. So your Christmas movie selection just got my dog Ralph and Winnie in it. <laughs> yeah! Christmas by chance. Shout out Brigitte and Andrew who who it was this lovely. We have uh, Brigitte Kingsley on our podcast Discipline Sonners. She's a powerhouse. She's like nice. she but this was her first film she wrote. And it's like she had Winnie in mind for it. And then she cast her and Winnie just nailed it. You'll love it. My dog Ralphie's in it. I, I was a part of the film training Ralph. Like as like my dog's an actor now because of that film oh too. My <laughs> God. What's yeah. It Christmas by chance. Yeah. Yo, shout out to Winnie and Christmas by chance, bro. Momentum, baby. Yeah. Yo, it's big, yo. So like she's so funny. So Winnie does stand up now. So Winnie, like she helped produce my special. She's in it. That's why I have a live special where I improvise with a live band and then we shot a film around it. It's going to be Amazon Prime any day now too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So like Winnie helped me with that but then a, a film festival flew her out to Hawaii and just like Winnie's been going to places like film festivals in New York and just doing shit like that as an actor. But as she goes, she does fucking stand up nice. like as if it's not enough. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, why you got to seek that shit out? Winnie does stand up comedy and she does like strong, like female, like sexual funny jokes. Like, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah, it's like, I like, you know, I fucking just like, you know, yeah, strong chicks here, doing bro. it, dude. Yeah. She's no, she's all the way out she's there. Out and she's like the GM of this cannabis shop and, and she also like keeps in touch with her family like shit like that like prioritizes Aww. like life yeah. stuff like I don't <laughs> like but yeah she she's a badass and now I'm trying to fully drag her in this podcast zone with me just because I've been loving this podcast zone Okay, so let's talk about your experience with podcasting. Let's talk about your podcast. I want to know what have been some of your favorite moments in creating this world for yourselves and maybe some of like the struggles that you weren't anticipating or maybe just like stupid shit that you overthink. Like, I don't know, but for me, the podcast is one thing, but knowing that it has to live on Instagram is like a whole other thing. And that I swear to you is probably where most of my stress re related to the podcast is it's social media related, but this phenomenal love this. How do you feel? <clears throat> well, I've been like a full-time music artist for like almost six years now. So I understand that like, representing art like your brand is representing art right mm -hmm. people think it's just doing the art it's like exactly half 
And then the other half is marketing. So it's like the brand awareness down to the core has to like completely align. If you're being authentic, it should happen naturally anyway. But your assets need to align the same way. And like, and there has to be like a media theme. And there's all these things that you have to like know how to keep consistent. Mm -hmm. And that can be challenging. And it can be discouraging. And it can be so I produce the show. Winnie openly says on the podcast that she will not do anything and she's oh, proud of that because really? she already just does way too much. She's yeah. also a yoga instructor. Like, it's crazy. Oh my God, this girl. Yeah, too much. It's crazy. Um, hilarious. But then she also gives blood at like ungodly hours in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, so you've taken on more of the brunt of oh, the yeah. podcast no, for disciplined okay. stoners. So, so you, you sorry, yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> I understand what you mean about having to have it exist in several places and like trying to like get more listeners and trying to like hit the right conversation points that like people identified with at other points. Like all the internal thought that goes is just like keeping like a narrative afloat yeah. yourself like keeping your own like mind moving as like if this blurb of consciousness were to consciously talk about something how would they move the conversation along so mm -hmm. it's like all of that growth you're going through as a human being like just like stay focused with the topic and like move a show along and then also it's like oh by the way you're like have to be ceo like you're competing with the ceo of coca-cola like you have a brand yeah. that's on the marketplace it's available mm -hmm. you're going to benefit from the result of its success yeah. you're at the same 24-hour mark as anyone it's like fuck yeah i know Okay, so a, a great happy part of the podcast for me was when we started doing guests because we didn't do any guests for 32 episodes. Whoa! Yeah, so each season to me is each 11 episodes. Yeah. That's always really impressive to me when because you guys are going in every episode with a new theme, a new topic, and the topics are really great. Like Discipline Stoner, when, you first, when I first read it, I didn't think of almost like this disciplined in mind and like you guys are talking about vulnerability, you're talking about like honest healing and like, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, it's that kind of discipline. Yeah. I get it. Mindfulness. mindfulness, exactly. And so to do that, just the two of you bouncing off each other for 32 episodes, like I lean on you guys, like I'm here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here. I facilitate, but, like, the really the light's on you. Like, I get to kind of, like, chill a little. But that's not the case when you don't have guests. Yeah, and sometimes it's, like, harder to listen, too, though. And so it's like you create a good skill of, like, being, like, the skillet for the bacon to sizzle in. Ooh. You know? Bacon would just be, like, fat <laughs> on fire. <laughs> you know? But, like, you know, so you're acting as that. So, like, yeah, you was killing it like a skillet. <laughs> Kill it like a skillet. <laughs> I'm high as shit. Dang. What I'm, what I'm observing right now is is that it sounds like it's two things like you it's like the artist wants to be uh, uh the creative but you're like i don't want to do this business side yeah. you know i'm not as passionate about this as this this one flows naturally like i'm in my element in this one but this one is kind of it has its obstacles and its blockage yeah. but at the same time like you're saying yo it just pushed the narrative 
you can only do what you can do, right? Like yeah. if, if you it's like you're comparing yourself with Joe Rogan as soon as you start something, mm. who's been doing it way before it was cool yeah. or like trendy to do it. So it's yeah. like just remember all those hours that you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't with Kobe shooting in the gym, but you like to watch him play. Right. And then it's like you want the same results for yourself and you're like, mm-hmm. Well, I I I haven't even really refined my product yet me and winnie have uh 10 episodes in the vault that like we never released they were just the first 10 because it was like we're we're just like baby stepping like awkward yeah Yeah, we're gonna wu-tang those later on yeah (laughs) exactly yeah secret nft unlockable content fucking toss me that ethereum right now bro They're getting really excited about NFTs and <laughs> some other stuff. They, they bring back the they bring power back to the artists, man. Cannabis is so hand in hand with self-reflection that I'm totally convinced that the people who don't appreciate interacting with it or its effects on them are just deathly scared of what that means to look that deep at yourself. Woo! So when there's an a consistent narrative that holds true to like cannabis and its effect on you you absolutely have to take as much responsibility as a person as possible and like share your deepest reflection and chances are that vulnerability connects you with other people Mm -hmm. that's like the theory of you know yeah yeah you know that's that's the conspiracy theory of cannabis in the 60s 70s you know whatever stop all that free love because people are actually getting together and actually starting to congregate and talk and come up with their own ideas outside of like this structured thing you know Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You know, there will always be followers. There's people who pledge allegiance to the following on purpose because they need it. I'm just saying not just here to the flag, no, but know, ev- around the world, right? Yeah. Like there's always people who are just a little lost on that time yeah, in their lifestyle. It, no one can say what's right for someone else in their life. Right. But lots of people do it. I'm telling you, it's like 80%. Like system chill out like you already broke like 80% of people like people are like I don't know what I want to do like and it's like well that is a scary place to be I wouldn't want to have to sit in a room and face that either so I'm gonna go distract myself and you know we've all been there but as soon as I joined forces with cannabis I realized that the key to connecting with others is connecting with yourself So this podcast is my vehicle to like vulnerably share how to get there. I'm not just saying what to do, but it's like my hope is that all the problems come up in it. And then, you know, what Cash was saying is sometimes I get into the zone of almost like channeling it, you know, and it's like this is a cool time to observe things. And it's so in alignment with the frequency of where you go like meditatively when you're on cannabis that was really beautifully said yeah thank you (laughs) yo i want to just say something about this guy man he's a very special guy to me and we met randomly in an uber didn't see faces didn't see each other for a while after that met randomly again at the cannabis cafe shout out to the cannabis cafe you know i hope they reopen but the thing is is that 11 here man he has such a spirit about him that the world needs to hear there's times when i could be completely broken and he's so much on his narrative that he inspires me to be like all right bro like i gotta pick up there's always a choice there's always your perspective and 
and he he always goes to the bright side of things and i need we need more people that just channel that energy you know like just being around him this, these last few days it has me on a hundred percent a hundred percent cash is really out here 100%. cash is really out here a hundred percent and and we're gonna take over this cannabis thing you know 10 years down the line everybody in this room will be pioneers at this shit and that's the realest thing ever like we're putting in the groundwork. It doesn't matter when you started. Early adapters. You just fucking, you just go for it. This is the renaissance age. We're in the infancy of the industry. Yes. And and how hard we work now, man, we're going to be chilling in the future, man. And this cannabis thing, they're going to be like, you really got arrested for cannabis? And we're going to be like, it was yeah. a choice, but now look right at what happened. Down. I got acres right of land right with fucking weed. You know, you know how to interpret this plant now. It's a, It's amazing that... Uh, I always think of the quote where man is uh where man is cannabis is and 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 it just connects people man it connects people deeper like damn so so yeah it's like here like and this is also what was been cool it's like the narrative you're saying is like we are in the early f- and love you thank you for saying those things bro you're so sweet you're the most like you're such i brag about you i'm glad that we're friends bless you what a lovely bromance i get to <laughs> i get to just witness <laughs> it's true i didn't know um, that i didn't know that was happening tonight yeah. <laughs> it's just been a while since i've seen him bro and yeah, everything so is always you, everything man. is always so organic with him that like it feels like i know him longer than i actually know him yeah I, well it comes across that way i thought you guys were like childhood friends and no, then I'm, it was, yeah. i didn't here, yeah i'm sitting here in awe too with you about his life and his achievements and what he's went i never oh, know right. he, didn't know he was a stand-up artist and just stand-up comic that, that's that's amazing bro yeah. shit so let's talk about your other love which is music mm-hmm. that's what you're doing mm-hmm. How did you get there? What what does it bring to your life? Oh my God. Um, yeah, so I've been involved with music in many capacities and I've been loving putting in the elbow grease and learning everything from the ground up. Now I produce myself, produce and write for other people. Mm. I'm out here shooting mad music videos. Mm. Uh, the primary one is a song with Ali Fitz and Chad. Uh, is We got this remix. They put me on a remix of, of their already super lit song, Only for the Night. Nice. Yeah, so it sounds like very strong urban pop and like mm. your boy did his thing on the verse, on the third verse, like a mm rappers and uh yeah it's been such a journey like all the way i did a busking tour like i started busking so i i moved to toronto with this guy who uh, played guitar and sang so we used to do like bruno mars covers it was around the time bruno mars and travi mccoy had their their song it was very in that vibe like take jason mraz and eminem and shake them up and that was our little duo and so it taught me how to be an entrepreneur in that way of getting gigs like i already knew from being a photographer and being a comedian because i was a photographer too actually in la as it i was, was doing stand up yeah just always the art you know and then but it's like if you want this to be feasible if you want to spend all your time doing this you have to figure out like what the market is at least be aware the marketplace fit and what services you could provide if you want to do this thing you know and like how you can get in where you fit in and um music has just like always called to me but i've always done it like low-key when i was doing stand-up and acting and then 
yeah, I guess I took responsibility for it. And it took me a while to like stop making jokes like I'm white, I shouldn't be rapping and like making it comedic kind of like almost at first, you know, but it was very like, you know, an idol like Eminem, like use that angle, make fun of yourself. You know, because rap is comedic and it's athleticism. It's, 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 it's helpful. Even basketball players like, ah, like fuck with each other. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, then I moved to Toronto and um, I started playing like a live band. Like it was like me and like three or four people or six people and like sometimes even horn sections and then i started doing it for free all the time like just like doing open mics like three or four a week and like paying to be on showcases all that shit oh yeah me too bro if you don't mind thank you bless you (laughs) and then and then um i did that just like i did the comedy store i like got to all those like mid-range like i played all the all the small clubs all the medium clubs and then all the big clubs like i did it like i did the circuit and i felt fulfilled in that way again and i was like so what and i was meeting people that were talented but they plateaued i was like what's the difference and then um i stripped myself of the band and i busked and i made the most money i ever had in my life up to that point busking i thought i was gonna make like 50 bucks i'd make like sometimes 400 500 an hour what just rapping at people on the street it's crazy <laughs> like outside the blue jays games like 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 people would drop me like hundies I, oh on santa monica pier i got a hundy here by freestyling with someone on the street no no contextually like that's what i'm proving with my special is like the work that i put into like the podcast with the mindfulness i do with the music too like mm-hmm. everything is self-aware to the point where i'm now being aware that all these lyrics are affirmations Whoa. so it's like yeah. i can't say something that i don't want you to say like if i don't want to if i don't want you to manifest that in your life or if i don't want to manifest that in my life like i'm not going to say it in this song so like everything has to be mindful, not only of writing the song, but the perspective has to be on point so you don't give people depression. Well, basically anything that exactly words are spelled. So anything that you're saying it is going to be like an affirmation. And what a like talk about mindfulness. What a mindful approach to to your writing and to your music. That would be sick if everybody did that, honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can start in small ways, whether you're an artist or not. Like, if you're a person just out in the world, if do you use negative comments of, like, current trends and stuff to connect with people? Like, don't don't trauma bond. Mm-hmm. Don't create relationships based on negativity. Yeah. That's in my recent single I just dropped. I dropped a song yesterday in LA. Nice. And this this guy helped me shoot a music video in Santa Monica last night. We shot a music video for him. I feel like I'm on, like, a fourth or fifth date like i feel like i'm observing just like a bond getting deeper and deeper and maybe yeah, i, sh- I shouldn't you be are. here uh, <laughs> you should, you should. <laughs> thank you <laughs> we're sitting here i know on my couch okay so we're gonna move oh thank you you're great um we're gonna move into our next segment which is the re-up. I'm gonna ask you some rapid fire questions. Okay, you ready? What's your favorite word for cannabis? Buddha. What? <laughs> Cash and I just looked at each other. Okay, we'll take it. Buddha. What kind of music do you like to listen to when you get high? R&B. Ty Dolla Sign runs. Oh, oh, oh man, just like nice and slow for you. Oh my god. Jeez, dude. Okay. I'm just. I I rented one of those scooters today, and I was yeah. going down like fucking straight down like a hill or something like that, and I was just like 
It's like fucking probably like dum bum. Like it was like Division's new shit, and I was like, "Hi, I just smoked a keep joint." Yeah, I did. or like, oh, 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 or like Anderson Pack, of course. You know, hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Anderson Pack out here, yo. We gotta get into the cannabis game too, baby. Link up. All right, all right, relax. Link up. Well, I guess I'll follow up on that. Dude, you're not gonna believe it. Cash calls me in two months. You're not gonna believe who called me. Oh, <laughs> You're not gonna believe finish, who called me. Finish the affirmation. It was who is it? <laughs> it was Anderson Pack. Yo, Anderson Pack heard me and liked my vibe and checked me out, and then we're kicking it now. That's what Cash. We at the me. studio right now making hits with him. <laughs> Yo, that's fire. What you just did. I've been so I've been writing affirmations and releasing affirmations as well as like little bonus things for like the podcast. Nice. Yeah. Winnie writes meditations, so I figured I'd take affirmations because we're releasing that. We're actually putting together a workshop right now, a two week uh, mental like wellness workshop Ooh. that like she wrote each yeah. each chakra's meditation. And in between, we do, like, journaling project. So it's, like, 14 days, and there's, like, we, like, provide you with assets and guidance, and, like, we check in, and it's, like, it's super cool, like, little process. We're starting new workshops like that. Yeah. And that's, like, so fun. So it's, like, part of the affirmations. And, mm-hmm. and that's what, like, friends, like, George yesterday, he was, like, dude, I want this studio to, to be this. And I was, like, yeah. repeat after me. Ooh. I am the studio owner that this happens at. And he's, Ooh. like, oh, and he tries it, and I'm, like, doesn't it just feel good? And he's like and so he keeps repeating it and then we keep refining it so it's like find your statement you know find your statement and like muddle around the right words will feel right you know you can find it that was beautiful thing that's a gift that's a gift for the listeners to take away with them thank you um your favorite stoner movie of all time oh dude you know like i gotta say there's there's stoner movies that are good stoner movies but then there's movies that are for stoners Mm. you know what i'm saying so my favorite stoner movie is because i love buddy buddy comedy can you tell is harold and kumar Uh, like that's like my favorite but i never smoked weed while i watched that when i watch that now when i'm high i don't connect with it as much but when i watch harold and kumar before i smoked weed i was like that's a dope stoner movie that introduced me to weed that told me that it wasn't bad but but as a stoner i like to watch um probably like half-baked Dopest smoke sash you've had thus far. Oh shit. Fuck. Oh dude. Um shit. It's a oh. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I, this is it because here's the thing. Here's here's what made me make this decision. You can eat like a really really good full meal like lobster and steak or whatever you like 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 right after you just ate. Mm-hmm. And it won't taste as good if you just have like a cracker. Like Eddie Murphy had a stand-up joke about this. Like if you're starving for three days and you get one cracker, you're like, salt and fucking weed. Oh shit. This is genius. You know? So it it was that. So I was just on tour in Indonesia for like 10 days or something. 
okay. and and weed is very illegal there mm-hmm. as well as like homosexuality <laughs> like that's was like i was oh. i was part of a panel like with like nico and bethany and saying some other people were talking about it and i did my freestyle thing at like this black tie gala wow. yeah and i did i did then we did a five city tour so it was lit so i had a lot to do yeah. but that being mm-hmm. granted i've done my whole career in this thing i was being paid to do high yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like I don't have my fucking tools. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can do this. <sighs> but I, I wasn't going to say no to the opportunity. And I even missed the first fucking plane. Cost him seven grand. First first class flight Stop. to Indonesia. <laughs> I missed the first fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> and they got me another one. Oh, <laughs> my God. You just gave me so much fucking anxiety oh, no. with that. Oh, oh. no. You'll oh, never you feel like your stomach is here and when you walk up to this gate and they say that this has been closed for an hour and you're like oh my god you're like what do you mean and then they're like our last flight just left and then i'm like no it leaves at 4 30 and they're like no that's let me see your ticket and they're like that's (laughs) the other time zone and then I was like, because where they paid for it and booked for it was in Indonesia. Oh. So where I am is a different time zone. So sense. I read it wrong because I didn't thoroughly check oh, it. And I, it was my first like really big gig like that. Yeah. Like my first international first class, like yeah. everything. I had a rider. They have everything that Wait. I wanted. In my what was on your rider? Uh, kombucha. I got so many phone chargers because they kept giving me more brand new phone chargers. Like I just meant one, like in case I need it. Like I didn't even need to take it. I was like, like, like yeah. I was like, I was like, sure. So I took them all, of course. <laughs> but um, Nivea lip balm, uh, kombucha, uh, incense, uh, um, oils like oils, uh, a meditation pillow and a meditation uh like space and silence like at least 10 minutes before the show with no one bothering me nice. yeah and like they set it up every time it was awesome and like there was like some mad difficult like problem solving for them to figure out how to give me like a little space every time because there were other performers and band members but like i had to be a mad pro yo like i don't have a manager and shit keep me on track like i had so to facilitate yeah, my yeah. own sound check i had to meet a band in every new city like yeah yeah because there's always a mixer person like there's always like corresponding you're like how's my monitor and you're like i gotta see gotcha. um but anyway back to the answering i got lost on that tangent about the tour it's okay that was interesting yeah it was fun um, I was like, I was like the next stop. So right after Indonesia, I got booked randomly in Jamaica at this, Ugh. at this resort. So it's I, cultured out here. yeah, so <laughs> I, so I know it was bizarre that they were back to back. Like I didn't have any other big gigs that whole summer. It was just like two back to back booked like out. And it was like, okay, this is per, I see the universe communicating with me. This yeah. is how I feel about myself. So as soon as I get to Jamaica, mm. I had been promoted on this website for this this festival that we were doing, and where in Jamaica, um, Negril. Yes, I think or yeah, uh, yeah. We came in through Montego Bay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But then it's like yeah, like near like Rick's Landing is there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know that? Yeah. Word. Now it was actually it was actually a festival um, at Hedonism. 
Whoa. Do you know that? I haven't been to okay, a Okay, yeah. No, yeah fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been to Negril. I wouldn't be opposed to going to Hedonism. Yeah, you should try. It's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy. So it's what? like it's a clothing optional in, in part of the resort. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, yeah, it was lit. I, I'm a free spirit. Yeah. Um but not when I was on stage. I performed uh, you know, in 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 some tight shorts for sure. You can see on Twitter. <laughs> um but no, anyway. I was promoted on that website and the fucking amazing people who were going to that fest, like, as soon as I got there, like, after not smoking weed for the longest, I had not smoked weed for in, like, almost, like, a decade, like, came up to me right away and they were just like, here you go, and they handed me a bag, shout out Chris, so good from the open and honest, yeah, it was that, like, Jamaican sass, like, from the earth, Mm -hmm. and and they hit me with that, and just before I went on stage... I just like blaze, like I blazed this fucking, and just like had went and had a fun, great show, and like that session, like smoking downstairs while like some just like big party is brewing like outside, and yeah. I was like blazing up for the first time. I hadn't smoked in like a week and a half, and like. <sighs> that high and just like about to go perform like that until i smoke with like snoop dogg or be real or someone significant like that like in the culture yeah. like red men or whatever it's like that's gonna be my personal top story yeah. you know what i'm saying but like yeah dude that was that it was that's the cracker effect right oh that's funny that i'm white and i said the cracker effect i, I mean i mean the cracker and like if you're i'm italian by the way so that's a weird cusp so <laughs> but there's like uh that what i mean when you're really hungry and if you just get a cracker you're like oh my god so it was like fucking oh and i get to do what i love right now and i'm high Wow, you brought that full circle. Yeah. Yeah, from the cracker to all of it. Good job. I have also, well, my one of my top smoke sessions for sure is also in a grill. And, and it's with, yeah. In Jamaica. In Jamaica. Right? Smoking weed in Jamaica. Smoking weed in Jamaica, yeah, 100%. Well, we I went with my cousin, Nicole, who Cash knows. Shout out to Nicole. Shout, Shout out to Nicole. Nicole. All around. And we went with our two best friends who happened to be married. And yeah, we asked for weed the second we got there, basically. Uh, the dude that was helping us. And he came back maybe like 30 minutes later. And the weed was still on the branches. And it was like in, like cured, but like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, just grabbed and then put into like a plastic bag and then wrapped and like given to us. Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. And then we the smoked on the beach. Was, yeah, no, it was, it it's wild. It's wild. How am I don't Whatever remember. Did, like, it was so really? many years ago. Exactly. Yeah. It depends, it depends how uh, like white you look or like depends how like <laughs> yeah. not not often you do this. Oh like God. and like how yeah. out of it. Like right. honestly on the way in on the shuttle on the way in the driver tried to stop and sell me some mad sess like not. It was like some garbage CD ass shit. Yeah. And I was like, no. Yeah, and then yeah. he's like come on man and he dropped the yeah, price yeah, yeah. he dropped the price and i was like nah and i'm like sorry dude like i'm canadian like this is i'm too much of a fucking press to smoke this like this yeah. is stemmy you give me a headache I can't yeah. smoke it it's worthless <laughs> our last segment is call your plug oh your eyes opened <laughs> the intrigue no it's just your moment to plug anything that you're working on or like shout out to the podcast any social media stuff and things like that um yeah now's your time okay cool this film that i've worked on for three years is like the most 
bizarrely fun, unique ride of a multimedia new genre of film mm. that's like not been done before. Not really. Um, very inspired by like Reggie Watts and like spatial. And so I took that format and did it myself for the live band. And this band's crazy because I'm that freestyle guy. I'm of course going to hit you with the bars. Like it's of course part of my brand that I have to improvise this. I took these like guys who like it's not part of their stuff. They're just really good musicians and they're improvising all these songs on a dime. I have a box that when you came in, <clears throat> we had like full audience and stuff. Is at a venue and it's like said a wireless mic. And as everyone came in, they got given papers and pens and they wrote down words or phrases or whatever. And we put it all in a box, like an improv theater, like the groundlings and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like, so I'm trained in that from a teenager. It's only like after high school dropout that I did. It was like theater sports, it's called. So I do this improvised thing. And these songs that I mix like an album and then we wrote a film around it and then shot like interdimensional music videos that layer with these themes. Oh, wow. And the live special that we cut is like the top eight songs out of the 16 we did that night. And it's just the most bizarre ride and I'm so proud of it. And I've worked my fucking ass off and like used all my resources to bring it to life pretty much. And like I'm just proud that it's now going to be independent drop on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Because that's what I've done first, always with everything. Do it yourself first. Thank you so much. Bless you, sir. Thank you. No, but like, so I like, that's my main plug because everyone um, that I fucking like am, everyone that I am is in that. Oh, wow. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I act in it. I literally play several characters. I, like, co-wrote it and I directed it. And, like, I, like, sat with this. And, like, I just, I love to see everyone's Omega. I would love to see everyone dump everything they have into something. Like, what's your Omega? Like, that's what I leave you with is, like, that shit is going to be out on Amazon Prime. Make sure you go watch it and holler at your boy. Get me on YouTube.com slash 11music. 11music everywhere. E-L-L-E-V-A-N music. But, like, yeah, that shit's going to be a movie out in the world. And, like, go watch it because if nothing else, it will show you what can be done with, like, absolutely no no backing nothing mm-hmm. like i did crowdfunding so shout out like literally my fans and supporters but like wow. nothing yeah. else yeah <laughs> that and like straight imagination but wait the movie is called what's your omega no no sorry yeah. babe <laughs> i was like yo that's a dope title too yeah i should name it that <laughs> Oh What's my god. What is it? Well, here, check out. The title of the movie is actually <laughs> it's Eleven's Not for Netflix Netflix special. Yeah, so it's like, it's you know how like everyone got their Netflix special? Sure. It's like, Netflix didn't call me, so fuck y'all. It's Eleven's <laughs> Not for Netflix Netflix special, which, however, I'd love to do a special for Netflix um, <laughs> with, the, with the bag under oh, it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. because this is like what you can do with like you know not the bag but but a small bag yeah Yeah, what you can do with like something yeah Yeah. 
Well, you already know we're fucking rooting for you. I would also say your social media, your Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, Eleven Music, E L L E V A N Music. But like, also really like in terms of if you enjoy this podcast, which why wouldn't you? You're so wonderful and lovely. Aww. Thank you for having me on, by the way. Um, it, really, my podcast probably the place to go is like like you know because you may or may not like rap i don't know or or whatever or or something but you will definitely benefit from the podcast yeah and i wrote a book i dropped this year too it's called shut the fuck up thoughts and feelings oh my god yeah and and it's the long way to say just meditate because that's where i found all this like solace is like meditating it's like shut the fuck up that's beautiful you just need to do that but anyway yeah discipline stoners you know everywhere you listen to podcasts and yeah, holler at me, Discipline Stoners on Instagram, and yeah, yes. you're wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out. This was really fun and unexpected, and I appreciate it. And let us know the next time you're in LA. Yes. Any last words for the people? Uh, yeah, trust yourself. That's the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of That Bud Tender Podcast. Follow me at The Stone Journalist. Follow the show at That Bud Tender Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and keep getting high, my babies. <laughs>